sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Leap Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, starts now. Howdy. Welcome to Lead Lap Radio, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. My name is Tom Baker. I am your host for this hour of motorsports conversation, mostly southeast-based. We are going to talk some ARCA um, because we can. And uh, Nicholas Sanchez is going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about uh, his run, which was a career best uh, Talladega in the ARCA race. Really happy to see Nick uh, have a good run in uh, the Rev Racing entry and uh, haven't had a chance to ever have him on the show. I've had a lot of the other Rev Racing uh, drivers over the last number of years, but um, Nick has somehow escaped us. So um, happy to finally be able to rectify that. Uh, in the studio with me right now, uh, the other two-thirds of our uh, our triple threat broadcast team for the Carolina Pro Late Model Series, Noah Lewis and Peter Strada, remaining in studio after we just recorded this week's uh, Inside Pass show. You must listen to that show. It was hilarious. Don't worry, Noah. I won't be too mean to you on this one. Yeah, uh, we'll don't, yeah don't, uh, don't mess with this. Unless I tell you to, <laughs> then you can turn him off. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Chris Murdoch, punching buttons. We're having a good time at the WSIC studio, and we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to start the show by talking about what I think is one of the most exciting short track late model races I've seen in years. Mm -hmm. We were all at Orange County Speedway in Rougemont, North Carolina yesterday for the um, cars race, the uh, old old North state nationals. Um, 30,000 was on the line. Josh Berry won it. We'll get to a conversation about that. Also the Carolina pro late model series was there. Carolina crate modified series as well. And we've got a couple of um, bits of audio from the Carolina Pro side of things. We're going to hear a pre-race interview I did with Kyle Campbell. Uh, and then we've got post-race with winner Nick Loden as well to get to here. So um, let's start with that, in fact. And then we can get that out of the way and get to some discussion on the cars race. So the Carolina Pro Late Model Series running race number three uh, on the year. They've had a couple of rainouts. So three races in. Three races win by Nick Loden. Uh, man, he is just, he is this year's Carson Quapple. Um, he oh. got so tired of Carson um, winning all the races last year that he decided this year, I'm just going to take the lead early every race and make him <laughs> pass me. And nobody's been able to. Of course, Carson has given way to his younger brother, Caden, who's had some fast cars, just hasn't had a lot of luck, guys. And, uh, you know, it was. Um, that race was very much like the the first couple of races. Nick Loden took off, and nobody really could stay with him. Pretty much, I mean, Nick Loden was just shot out of a cannon on every restart, and just he was off in the sunset. By the time everyone else got their uh, five words, Peter. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Brain don't brain work part. too good. Yeah, really, brain don't work too good. We need a my but, computer career reboot. reboot. <laughs> well, he is sitting. In the I was getting ready right. to yeah. say that he is over there. Yeah, exactly. Jacob is proud of him. Yeah, he just cursed. Nice to see he got the first reboot of the week. <laughs> Have you found the word? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bowden just and got, then he forgot it again. Bowden yeah. just got such a huge lead. He was off in the sunset by the time anyone yeah. else could reorganize and try and attack him. And by the time the checkered flag waved, he was up. By nearly three seconds. Well, and again, I mean, you know, you had uh, Leland Honeyman Jr. and uh, mm -hmm. Caden Quapple second and third battling at 
battling it out. Uh, you know, Dylan Ward was uh, up there in fourth. Kyle Campbell eventually finished fifth. And we're going to start the first piece of audio we're going to hit here is a, a pre-race interview that I did with Kyle Campbell because the last time his car was on the racetrack was about three or four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it got destroyed. They literally brought this car back from the dead, and I couldn't resist talking to him about the process. And then they had more problems during the week. Here's the interview. Talking to Kyle Campbell, who has been making his way in the Carolina Pro Series, picked up the win last fall at Hickory Motor Speedway in one of their big events, the Fall Brawl. And uh, now here in 2021, we are currently at Orange County uh, for the Carolina Pro Series race there. Kyle, first of all, good to see the car back. I know uh, had quite a shunt at Hickory uh, a few weeks ago. Talk a little bit about the process of putting the thing back together. Yeah, it was a it was a process, all right. We had a we had to fix the rear end, had to fix the transmission, the drive shaft. So it was a while to get it back together. But then we finally got it back together, and we tested for Orange County last Wednesday, and blew up the motor. So that didn't help anything. So all day Thursday we spent we were replacing the motor, and we're out here today for the race. Okay, we're uh, talking actually between practice sessions. How's it running so far? Car's pretty, pretty all right. I mean, we weren't we weren't the fastest on the board. We weren't the slowest, but the car's a little tight right now. It's mainly center off. Uh, I think we can get her dialed in. We're a little low on stagger. I think we can get her dialed in for qualifying though. Good. Now, are you planning on running the rest of the Carolina Pro Late Model Series? And if so, what else are you planning to run besides that? Uh, we're, I think we're pretty much doing the rest of the series, like the rest of the races in the series. I don't think we're going to be doing much else of anything else. Just me working at Millbridge Speedway. Nothing. I'm not racing anything else other than the Carolina Pro Series. What do you do at Millbridge? Flagman. Ah, so you're you're the starter. You're the guy that throws the green, throws the checkered, and every once in a while do you get to throw the black? No, we don't usually throw the black, <laughs> but we, we throw the red a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, that happens too. Okay, I know you can't do all this by yourself, so uh, as Kevin Orlando goes by and his uh, Carolina Crate Modified, talk about who helped you make this all happen. Uh, my entire family, my mom, my dad, just everything they do to support me and my racing. Uh, Jersey Mike subs for Jersey Mike subs for uh, supporting us with food at the track. Battle Scarred Outdoors for d- buying uh, tires every race. They help us out a lot with that. Uh, t- Deep Cove Taxidermy, which is my sister, her company. So, yeah, her company. Uh, Stump Hill Deer Processing, which is my dad's company. And Kerosene Photography, which is my mom's company. And that was uh, Kyle Campbell. Uh, later on, I had the chance after the race was over uh, to grab a soundbite with Nick Loden, who picked up his third straight win and his second straight win at Orange County in the series. And here's Nick. Okay, Nick Loden, three in a row to start the Carolina Pro Late Model Series season. How about this one at Orange County? It, I sensed that it was maybe a little easier than it looked at times. You pretty much just drove away again. Oh, yeah, we got up on the wheel from the start, got the lead, and, and the whole race just went perfect. I mean, we were able to beat them on the restarts and roll away with it. After about five laps, I'd start pulling away. I'd get a five-car length lead, and we could ride there. It just seemed like even after the restart, there was nobody that could keep up with you. You were flawless all day. Yeah, the co- we're running consistent laps from start to finish. The car is great. 
But yeah, everything worked out good. What's been the difference from last year to this year? I mean, last year you got you got the win here at Orange County, so today was two in a row for you here. But um, you were close a number of times last year. What's been the difference this year that's made you this much more dominant? Fighting for the lead from the beginning. I spent too much time saving tires last year. By the time I got up to whoever was leading, Quapple most of the races, I couldn't get around them. This year we've been going for it from the start, and it's worked out good. Well, it certainly has. you got Florence coming up next. What are you thinking about for that track? Um, I did pretty good at that track last year. Came in second, and we were pretty fast. But I think it will go well. It's uh, definitely going to be a different sort of a track. Be careful about going too high off the corner. You'll end up in the Raffadillies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no wall on the backstretch. <laughs> okay, I know you got a ton of people to help you make it happen. Who are they? AFCO, Longacre, Pro Shocks, Ari Suspension, Buzzy Racing, and Andy, Shane, and Tom Buzzy, who came out and helped us today. Nick Loden, three in a row to start the season for the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. You know, is he named everybody but his mother? Nobody ever says thanks, Mom. You know, I mean, it's like uh, if it wasn't for Mom, you know, and Stephanie uh, does does a lot to keep the, with the cooking food and all that for the trailer. Does enough just to keep Andy and Nick in line. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'll thank his mom even if he didn't. But, uh, man, uh, it was a great day of racing. Uh, you know, again, Junior Snow getting the win in the uh, crate modified portion of the Carolina series. But uh, uh, it was a good day of racing overall. But the Cars Tour, holy cow, what a finish between. Well, I mean, you expect Josh Berry to be up there. Deep McCaskill certainly has been around for years and, and has won a bunch. And, um, but my gosh, the, the battle those two put on Noah was just as, as exciting as it gets <laughs> without a two car crash and third place winning. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you what, I mean, the, and it wasn't even just for the last few laps. I mean, that battle went on for many laps coming to the it closing did. stages. Yep. And what it did show is just how much respect those two drivers have for one another, because you've got that amount of money on the line and you're, you're racing side by side for that long of time yeah usually you see a lot of frustration start to brew you know i can't get around josh i'm maybe gonna give him a nudge now or do something like we never saw that i mean it was clean respectful if i get around you it's going to be because i worked for it type of racing and boy it showed a great finish i'm not sure if deke even touched josh once maybe one time into turn three with a couple laps to go but then again maybe he just sent it in there and overcooked it a little no so, he touched oh, yeah, him he several times yeah yeah there was there was uh definitive uh marks on josh berry's car he did everything but wreck him yeah. josh berry's left side kept getting thinner yeah and thinner. <laughs> yeah he he definitely there was, was contacting contact. but uh but never wrecked no he never would and Deke basically point blank said look you know, he, Josh, has never raced me that way. I'm not going to race him that way. Uh, it was really a throwdown the old-fashioned way without the consummate dump and run that it seems like 95% of the Southern light model races end in, especially the bigger ones. It's like that's become, you know, ex standard, accept, way yeah. too accepted, in my opinion. These two guys just showed you what racing is all about. Deke couldn't pass him cleanly, so he just simply finished second. Um, you know, and 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 they'll both come back to race another day. But uh it was a it was a great race, good field of cars, beautiful day. We're going to talk more about it. Uh, when we come back in the next segment, and uh, of course, Nick Sanchez will be on at the bottom of the hour to uh, talk ARCA with us as well. So 
We're just getting things started on Lead Lap, presented by the good folks from Victory Custom Trailers. And we'll tell you more about them shortly. Be right back. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lee Lab, presented by... Victory Custom Trailers, if you need a new trailer for any purpose at all, or you're just looking for a used one, whether it is motorsports related or construction or just hauling, whatever, it doesn't matter why, uh, Victory Custom Trailers is your place to go. Chris Hedinger and his staff are specialized at building custom trailers, but they've got over 200 new and used trailers of all types on the lot ready to sell you as well for whatever that you need them for. If, however, you would like a custom trailer, 
It's easy. Go to VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Go to the top of their homepage. There's a big old button that says build a trailer and just hit it and start going to work. And uh, if you can dream it, they can build it. It is that simple. They have all the top uh, manufacturers and they are ready to serve you and ship your trailer wherever you are in the continental U.S. Doesn't matter. Just uh, give them a call and tell them that the good folks from WeLap sent you. And we would appreciate that very much. They are good friends of ours, and we're happy to uh, be able to help promote them on this here program. And with that, we go back to talking about uh, the Cars Tour race because it's well worth talking about. I mean, when you look at the the competition that was in that event yesterday, um, first of all, the fact that it was yesterday was supposed to be Saturday, drenched Saturday, (laughs) just a complete washout. Um, the seems grass like that's a trend was lately. still yeah oh, i mean it's every saturday it just seems to be it floods here in the area i'm not complaining i got to go so yes it worked out because uh you weren't working yesterday with nascar production so um it was the 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 cool thing about it being sunday first of all the weather was picture perfect oh beautiful second Thanks. of all there's something about a sunday afternoon at the racetrack that's just special you know and especially the short track race and i love daytime racing anyway i've always been partial to big races that happen during the day because it just seems like it's a different race in the daytime. The track's hotter, it's slicker, mm-hmm. and you you just have more to think about with uh, tire management and all that. Um, normally, the Cars Tour races, especially a race like this with 30K on the line, are crash fests. I mean, I, I'm not trying to put down the car series at all. I'm just saying that's there's normally a lot of wrecks and a lot of cautions. Not so yesterday. They had a couple, I mean, but nothing, um, not nearly what you would expect for 30K. I thought everybody minded their P's and Q's very well, Peter. And and it really set up at the end. If you go down through the top 10, I mean, there are some all-stars. And again, just to come down to Josh Berry after being at Talladega and having the time in the uh, in the uh, Xfinity series that he's had this year and winning that race, it just comes down to um, him coming in as kind of a celebrity and just walking off with all the cash. Yeah, we saw Josh Berry on Saturday in Talladega running for the dash for cash. He didn't quite get that $100,000 bonus. That went to his teammate Noah Gragson. But come 24 hours later, he gets the $30,000 payday at Orange County Speedway. So all around a great weekend for Junior Motorsports, taking up, picking up two big payday bonuses. Yep. And and Noah really again when you when you look at the overall day and the way that it went we'll go back to Carolina for a second cuz I don't want to shortchange the Carolina Pro part of this. Nick Loden getting the win was great, but again, there weren't as many cars as the series normally has, but the field that was there was really competitive and there was some great racing through the top 5 all afternoon. Oh gosh, absolutely. You know, uh first I want to mention it's nice to have planes when you're Josh Berry now, right? Yeah. So that uh, that that works out well for him. Um but nevertheless, yeah, in our in our Carolina Pro late model race, it, it was certainly um, throughout the entire course of it, such a battle throughout the field. There was I don't I don't recall a point where we didn't have something happening close in our top ten. You know, so um, there was a very very big battle for like second through fourth for the longest period of time, and then we had a big wreck on the back straightaway. Um, but there were so many competitive cars. Obviously, Loden 
able to jump out front like he said he did. I've always wondered what his thinking is, and he and he said it in your interview that uh, his thinking is more or less getting to the front and then yeah. doing what he needs to to maintain. And that's what we've seen him do all season long, and it's really worked out well for him. So I don't I don't think I'll be changing that anytime soon. Well, it's interest. It was interesting because. Again, you think that you would, you would want to be saving some tires, but apparently Nick has gotten the car. And again, you know, his father, Andy, and they have an experienced crew, finally gotten the car to the point where the tire wear just doesn't happen. So he's able to get out front, set the pace, well, and then dare somebody to race with him and pass him. And that's a great... That's a great thing when you're a race car yeah. driver. Well, I think also what it has to do with is just how trained he was on saving tires last season. He said that he would save tires so much that he, that when it was time to go, he couldn't. But he still was working on saving tires a lot last season. So now he's flipped that strategy, and he knows exactly how he can save tires when he gets out front. So I think that that's really his his really you know his secret right now his secret recipe yeah. on uh, on getting to the lead and maintaining it. Well, it was a it was certainly a great uh, race for for that series. And again, it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of cars to have a good race. And you're you're always going to have um, the 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 situations where okay, you can get twenty nine cars. We had twenty nine of them opening day at Hickory and crashed a bunch, you know. And so um, you get sixteen or seventeen of them. But we had very few. We had one major incident that that happened uh, when a when a car had a flat tire and um, you know and spun and and a couple of cars got involved with them uh, took out second and third unfortunately which was too bad but um, you know that really was uh, I'd say a solid day of racing absolutely and again the you know the Carolina Crate Modifieds are not um, they're not getting great numbers, uh, and it's too bad. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why the 602 mods are not supporting what, uh, Carolina pro is doing. It's going to be, um, tough to justify year two in that series if the numbers don't pick up, but, um, it or was a great run the season. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, you just, but <clears throat> excuse me, it was a great run, uh, for snow to get the win. And, um, Again, you know, it seems like those two, Snow and Kevin Orlando, first and second, are going to pretty much be the two cars yeah. to beat the rest of the year, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw, we saw uh, you know, Kevin Orlando, like we said, was our first winner, and Junior Snow wasn't in that event in our first race of the season. No. They were getting everything squared away. Um, and, and you think of how hard it is or it's going to be for Junior to make any gain on points when you've got Orlando finishing second to you even, you know, because yeah. he's missed that one race. So it's really, you know, but we did see a good showing in the first part of that race. We saw Kevin Orlando get sent to the back right away, turn one, lap one, spin. And and so that was very fun to watch. But uh, but same story as Hickory in that second race, Peter. Orlando just not able to get to snow or get around him. Yeah, we talked on the way down here. I just I would have loved to see a late caution in that race just to see what Orlando versus Snow on the front row on seemingly even tire strategy would have been like them being so dominant this season. But we didn't quite get that. Hopefully we'll get that in the next race. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be interesting for sure to see uh, see what can happen as they get further into the season to see if the car counts pick up. Um, the Carolina Pro Late Model Series results, Nick Logan getting the win, Dylan Ward a nice run to finish second. Josh Louder third. William Sawalich, nice fourth place run for that young man. Um, Kyle Campbell, as we heard, finished in fifth. Toby Grunowicz finished in sixth. Leland Honeyman Jr. seventh. 
Penn Crim, eighth, Bryson Carver, ninth, Jasek Holiday. Rounding out the top 10 is first top 10 of the year. Then King Quapple, Landon Devon, Nathan Bird, Joshua Van Winkle, and Breck Bullock. Uh, they were the 15 cars that started the feature event. The next race for the Carolina Pro Late Model Series is coming up in a couple of weeks on May the 8th at Florence Motor Speedway. Now, uh, we talk about the Cars Tour. Of course, uh, we we talked about Josh Berry getting the win. It was a uh, it was an amazing race. The Purrier Tank Lines <laughs> Old North State Nationals presented by GS, GXS Raps. Uh, that is a mouthful to say. <laughs> we'll run down uh, Josh Berry getting the win, Deke McCaskill second, Tyler Matthews, Jared Fryer, and Stephen Nassi rounding out the top five. Nassi in his own car after uh, splitting with Jet Motorsports earlier in the week. Bobby McCarty sixth, Bubba Pollard, Trevor Knowles, Sam Yarborough, and Caden Honeycutt rounding out the top 10. And then Brandon Pierce, Daniel Silvestri, Minnie Tyrell, Connor Jones, Camden Gully through 15th. And uh, it was, there were 28 cars that started that race. Uh, and I want to give a call to Mason Diaz too, because um, I am told, and I, I guess I will say that I'm going to leave this as I heard, I understand that there may have been a power steering issue with Mason Diaz for uh, a good portion of that event. And he was hanging around the top five with the power steering issue. If you've ever driven a car without power steering, you know, Ugh. it takes some muscle. Mm-hmm. And um, especially, especially diving into the Orange County Speedway yes. turns. Yeah. So he ended up, uh, unfortunately, uh, having some issues, finished 22nd. But uh, great run for him as well. And uh, again, congratulations to Josh Berry getting his $30,000 payday. Um, and I'm noting here that uh, he has now earned in the Cars Tour alone over the course of his time in the series, $214,000 plus. Oh, how about that? That's a pretty good chunk of change. So He's getting the opportunity this year to run Xfinity for a reason. Yeah, well, for sure. It goes fast. <laughs> it spends well. This is sure. racing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, uh, again, good to see that uh, they put on a good show there. And uh, it was fun. That was a lot of fun to go in uh, a lot of racing in an afternoon. And I really have to compliment the Cars Tour officials and the officials from Orange County because they got the entire program in, in, I think they started at 3.30 was actually the first green flag. So it was less than four hours. You know, that was really good. So um, congratulations to them. Beautiful day. We're going to step aside and then we're going to turn our attention when we come back to the ARCA series because uh, we're going to have Nick Sanchez on the line and he's going to talk about his run. He didn't win, but he certainly got very, very close. Uh, that win is coming for him. We'll talk to him about all of that when we return with more of Lead Lap. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers, and a nod to the fine folks at mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life if you are looking for a different career. My computer career may have the answer. IT is one of the fastest growing professions in the entire country still, despite all the issues we've had the last year. So just go to mycomputercareer.edu. Take the free career evaluation. If you decide to pursue training, you can do it one to two days a week online. That's it. And in four to six months, you could be on your way to a new career and a better life. My computer career is not rocket science. It is IT. Mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. We head to the phone line now as um, we bring on for the very first time, and I don't know why it's taken us this long to get Nick Sanchez on one of our shows here, but happy to have him now. Nick, part of the uh, driver Drive 4 Diversity Program. Rev Racing is where he plies his trade right now. And Nick Sanchez, welcome to League Lab. Happy to finally have you on the show. And congratulations on a fantastic run at Talladega over the weekend in the ARCA race. 
Hey, uh, thank you for having me on. Well, it's uh, good to have you. Now, uh, of course, you know, you had uh, this was your career best finish, was it not? Uh, yes, yes, you're yeah. right, it was. Yeah, so talk about uh, this race because, gosh, you had the lead. Uh, as it, You know, I, I watched you, you were out front, and I'm thinking, oh, man, he's going to win this. And then uh, all of a sudden, it, it kind of became a bit of a free-for-all, and Drew Dollar pushed Corey Heim to the win, and Dave Mater, 65 years old, stuck by you and had his best uh, finish since he did it, finished second at Talladega in 91. Um, but uh, you had a nice uh, uh, podium finish yourself. Talk about that run. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was definitely an eventful day. You know, we started behind the eight ball. Uh, we started 22nd due to uh, starting off owner's points from last year, the series we didn't run in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, on lap one, I was actually surprised because, you know, my plan was just to kind of, you know, hang in the mid-pack, like the middle, like the, the back of the lead pack and just hang around. And, you know, with, with the run I got in lap one, I was, next thing I know, I found myself, like, in the top ten and, by lap two and i was just like you know why don't we just try to get to the front so i think by lap eight or nine we were third so we made uh we definitely made a very quick charge and it showed the strength of our uh, our team you know the car um but you know at that point it was just about managing the race and keeping my nose clean and uh yeah i know we had a little uh <laughs> we, we had definitely some moments in the race where i didn't know if i would uh make it to the finish line but, you know, at the end of the day, it all worked out. Uh, I'm super bummed we did not get the win. I felt like uh, us as a team, you know, we put we put all the pieces together. Uh, we, we definitely made the right moves at the end of the race. You know, uh, the move that I made on Brett, that was the only move I tried to make all day for the lead, and it stuck. Yeah. Um, so just, just the fact that we were in position there at the end is all you could ask for. And then just plate racing teammates, I understand it, part of it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just how it goes sometimes. And again, it at least you were able to finish third and uh, they all knew you were there. That has to be a a real confidence boost because obviously you're still, you know, climbing the ladder. And I know it's Talladega and it's a super speedway, but to be able to with your with the limited amount of experience that you've had in, in the Arkham Menard series to be able to finish third uh, is certainly no small feat. Um, talk a little bit about your background for those who aren't real familiar with you. What got you interested in racing? And then kind of walk us through in a couple of minutes uh, of time your career to date. Um, Yeah, you know, it was kind of interesting because, you know, my family, no way, shape, or form is uh, from racing. Uh, you know, my dad came from Cuba when he was eight, so I, I lived in Miami. Oh, wow. Uh, so I played tackle football for five years, did not know anything about a race car. And I've always been a fan of NASCAR, uh, racing general formula one. And I just kind of kept bugging my parents, you know, Hey, I want to, I want to start racing. I want to start racing. And, you know, I, I've always been into like riding ATVs and all that classic cars. My dad, uh, always brought me into that fast stuff. Okay. But, uh, racing, you know, we found a team in Miami and then, uh, next thing I know, uh, I started practicing, and then from there I started racing. And, you know, I, I think from the time I got into a go-kart, it was three months, and I was thrown in, in a national event. Oh, so, wow. like, I, I didn't really have any time to, like, get acquainted with a car. I, I was just immediately racing from that point on. Uh, I raced probably uh, three and a half years throughout 
state of Florida, which is very competitive. Um, attracts a lot of international people. You sure know, I, I raced in shifter carts, uh, senior tag. Whatever. Oh wow! Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, at, at the my final like winter in karting, I think I was 15. You know, I kept like searching like how do you make the jump to NASCAR? Like, what's the ladder system? Because I was very uh, interested in Formula Car stuff because that's all I grew up around, being from Miami. Okay. So I definitely knew like the road to Indy and the various formulas across the world but you know nascar is something i i did not know what a late model was a super late model legend car and we were searching up like legend car stuff because we've heard about some of it and we found rev so uh from that point on i applied and next thing i know that summer i was driving for them in the summer shootout and you know we found great success there um i was able to go to the combine that year for a late model uh, and luckily i i guess i performed good enough to where they had me on the team and you know I guess from that point on, you could really say my development started to like uh, speed up. I guess you could say because uh, spent two years in a late model, my second year being a little bit of a mix with Canon East, and then last year is when I made the jump to full time, now Arca East, and this year the Arca series. So you know, people like I guess people think I come from like a oval background. I I probably have not even thirty five oval starts to my name. Uh, to so this I'm day, still very wow, <laughs> wow! I didn't realize that. Okay, um, that's interesting. Well, you've adapted very well. One of the things that I find really cool about the current group that you have at Rev, it just seems like there's a bond there and a chemistry. And I'm talking drivers, the group of drivers there with you um, and Izzy and Lavar and Raja. Um, it seems like you're all very good friends and you all kind of, li- you know, lift up and courage and, and, and push each other, which it's sometimes hard to get that in a group of kids your age that are all trying sort of for the same goal because you kind of get, you know, self-absorbed and you're, you're, you're trying to make sure you're the one that's, that's going to get all the wins or whatever. But it, it just seems like you, you all get along really well, Perry, um, you know, talk a little bit about the camaraderie there and, and where do you think that does this, is that something that the, the guys at Rev and and the folks at Rev instill in you, or is, is it just that you guys and, and girls have developed that amongst yourselves? Um, you know, the camaraderie at Rev, at least from when I first joined in 2018, has really changed. You yeah. know, when I joined, I was only, I just turned 16. And, you know, uh, all the people in the, even the late models and artists in uh, K&N at the time, they were all in their early to mid-20s. So they, it was all kind of a, I don't want to say an older crowd because yeah. that sounds horrible. But, well, no, you know, it, it, sure. You know, everyone, you know, they're not, they're doing kind of a, adult things. And I, I do adult things now, but, you know, now I, I'm the oldest one on the team and I'm only 19 so I went, you know, last year I was teammates with Chase, and he was 23, so it was like, no, 24, actually. It was like a five-year uh, age gap. Um, and, it, you know, now you look back, and I'm literally the older the older one, I guess you could say. I'm only 19. So I think really the youth is what changed it, and it allows all of us to really kind of bond a lot more because, you know, let's say, you know, when Ruben was on the team, he would be going to Mexico because, business stuff to attend to this yeah. that so you know at some time sometimes i was the only one at the shop now i mean i guess you could i guess they look at me as kind of like a mentor 
but you know everyone's there and everyone's putting the work in and uh it, it is nice to see them develop uh each and every late model race they do yeah when i i feel like when it when you first started there it was you and ryan vargas you were you were both kind of the the younger ones of of the group um and now you know obviously as you say you're the you're you're the uh, the mentor at the ripe old age of nineteen, and um, but like I like I was saying, it just it's really that has to make a difference um, both at the track and away from the track because it's like it's not a camaraderie as in you know you're all there just goofing off and not doing anything. You know, you can see how hard you guys are working in the gym. You're working, you know, on, on, you know, preparing for the races and everybody's going to everybody else's races. It just seems like between the changeover in team personnel that they've had and then your collective group. And again, Raja and LeVar, um, especially Raja is still so new, you know, at racing period. And yet all of you are finding success. I know Izzy's, uh, Isabella's coming along and, and her time's going to come, but it just really is kind of refreshing to see what's going on there. No. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like the culture and rest kind of changed, you know, when I joined, uh, it, it was almost like, not, not like a big joke, but everyone always messed around, and, you know, now at least me from my standpoint, I, I really try to take it very seriously. And I, I look at, you know, LeVar, uh, not Roger, because me and Roger are <laughs> almost the same age. Uh, I look at LeVar, Isabella, and Regina, uh, and I feel like, you know, what I'm trying to do with partnership, you know, trying to get partnerships, it's almost rubbing off on them. And, you know, sometimes I look back and I was like, man, I wish I would have had that at, when I was 15. Yeah. So uh, I know at least, you know, the work that I'm trying to do, at least they're seeing it, and I think it'll really help them because, uh, you know, Obviously, you know, where I got that from is probably, I guess you could say, Will Rogers or Ryan Vargas. Yeah. Because um, those are the people that really paved the way. Like, okay, you know, I, I should and I can go out and get sponsors and partnerships to elevate my racing career. And, you know, I guess you could say that's what really taught me about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, share that knowledgeable info with them, I know would help them tremendously. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you'll hang on, we're going to put you back in the uh, magical land of hold, uh, and uh, we'll bring you back on the other side of the break. We'll be back with more of Lead Lap presented by Victory okay. Custom Trailers right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. 
Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. I always feel like we need the song Watermelon Man underneath uh, there for bumper music when we play Ross's reentry. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And we are uh, talking with Nick Sanchez, who is a part of the NASCAR Drive for Diversity and drives uh, for Rev Racing in the Arkham Menards series uh, and talk to him about uh, his run at Talladega. What is it like to race at Talladega, Nick, from a driving point of view? If, if you were d- going to describe it to our audience, how would you describe it? I'm not going to lie here. I, You know, it... I did not get any laps of practice, so I literally fired up the car and went right out. It, it almost felt like a Mario Kart feeling. <laughs> like, I'm serious. You know, going, going into turn three, those flags are so big. And the track, you know, I ran Daytona, and the track's just kind of narrow. It feels like you're on, like, test track at uh, Epcot and Disney. And Talladega is so big. It, it, you almost don't know what to do with it. Like, I, I find it kind of... Uh, intriguing and it doesn't people are like oh does it feel fast you know it doesn't feel fast until you start wrecking and i'm going to be totally (laughs) well i've heard that one before you know i i want to talk about the sort of the first part of your season here in these first couple races because i guess working at nascar productions i get to see all of your races pretty much up close since we broadcast them all but i know after phoenix you looked visibly frustrated because you had such a uh, a good run going. You know, what is it like racing at all these big tracks now that you've looked at, and, and what are you learning when you're out there in these first couple races? You know, I mean, for me at least this year, it, it's like learning, not learning to drive all again, but, you know, you know, each track I go to is going to present a totally different uh, challenge, whether it be a super speedway, a mile and a half, uh, kind of like a two-mile super speedway, I guess you could say. 
Um, and it's really kind of maturing me as a driver because you no longer uh, go to the short tracks that you, you know, Myrtle Beach, Langley, Hickory. You're now running Kansas, Charlotte. So I've found myself reviewing film and rethinking how I drive the car to kind of suit myself more for the big track. And I feel like that that is the point, at least in my career, where I think uh, could could and will make me ready for a jump to truck and Xfinity. And I feel like this is the most crucial part of my career. Well, I would agree with you. Obviously, uh, this is the last step right before you get to uh, the truck series. And certainly it's important that you get as much experience on the bigger tracks as possible, because by now you've pretty much figured out how to race on a short track. This is all about the the bigger tracks. And so it's been it, it really has been great to watch your uh, your growth and maturity over the last year or two and uh, and and looking forward to see how far you can take that. Um, is there a track coming up on the schedule this year in the Arca series? that you're most looking forward to going to race at? If I told you I had a track circled that I'm really excited to go to, I'd be lying. Um, I, you can, from here on out, every track that we go to, I'm, I'm absolutely ecstatic to drive. Whether it be Pocono, Charlotte, Kansas, Michigan, even a little short track like Berlin. Definitely have mid-Ohio circled. Um, just for the fact that, you know, I, I come from road racing. I have more experience in road racing than anything. And I've still yet to drive a full-bodied car on a road course. So it, that's definitely going to be interesting because it's going to be new and kind of uh, kind of it's going to be new and old at the same yeah, time. You know, yeah. it's going to be going back to my roots in a new way. Um, but, you know, the ARCA series, they do a very good job at bringing the drivers to uh, – a variety of different tracks. And I, I think with that being said, I'm excited for every single one. I, uh, something that stuck out to me, uh, talking about going back to your roots. Well, uh, you, you know, you talked about not really running these local short tracks anymore, but you also mentioned in the last segment, sort of being a mentor to these younger drivers, even though you're young yourself, do you ever go to tests or, or anything with them at the late, uh, at, you know, in late models or anything, just trying to help um, them out? You know, last year, I, I'm pretty sure I went to about every single late model race they did. But, you know, this year I've definitely at least taken a step back from that to really, really put as much em emphasis on my racing as possible. But, you know, last year, uh, and especially the year before, I was obviously very involved. You know, I'd go to the tracks, help test, uh, help try to help the drivers out. Um, but, you know, now I think, I think you see it firsthand. Now they've got it under control. Yeah. Um, they, they, they've definitely worked out all the kinks and, uh, yeah, all, all of them are fast and all of them are capable of winning. So, you know, uh, it's very nice to see that them doing that, uh, on their own, really. Yeah, it is interesting. And I'm glad you brought up the road course. Cause I was going to ask you about that when you, you know, obviously you did it in go-karts and, and probably some in legends, I guess, but, um, this will be the first time in a big car, how do you prepare for something like that? Because obviously if you start recalling, you know, how you would drive a go-kart on a road course, it's not quite what you're going to do with the ARCA car. Um, it, it, do you have to kind of do a little bit of extra preparation just to sort of get all of that pre-programming for those smaller cars out of your head because it's a completely different idea at this point? Um, You know, I, I definitely have looked at different bits and pieces of, 
a road racer and a stock car that obviously they have to adapt to. But at the same time, you know, you know, my later parts of my karting career, I raced shifter karts. So, you know, I was 50 in front oh, brake. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, my last race or second to last race I did, I did it against, you know, Rubens Barrichello, Nelson Piquet Jr. Oh, nice. Any world champion. So at the same time, it is going to be a new experience with me. I'm also, it, you know, my opinion, road racing is road racing. You know, the concepts, if you look at any good, uh, not just in Formula cars, DCM, uh, it could be a sports car. Yeah. You know, the root of a good driver is carts. And if you're fast in carts, I think it translates. So, you know, it's just all about, you know, as much as I am studying different lines, different ways of driving, uh, I definitely still look back at karting as a, a very good reminder and a very good path of uh, it could really help me in my road race. Uh, with all these tracks you haven't been to, how big of a role does the simulator play into your testing and prep work? Um, it, it, it honestly plays a very big role. Uh, I'm probably one of the only drivers in ARCA that has yet to get actual manufacturer sim time. I know that's something that we're really trying to work on this year. Um, so the only sim time I really get is iRacing. But, you know, just being able to get the visuals down packed and muscle yeah. memory, it, it honestly is a very big uh, help. Um, but, you know, I've actually, I've actually found film the most uh, helpful tool for me. Well, and you know what? That's uh, I'm glad because, you know, the sim is great, but I love people who will sit and just study, you know, the, the, the phrase game film is kind of universal now, um, you know, yeah. study game film, so to speak, because those are the ones that are really trying to get down to the nitty gritty of how a certain driver runs a corner. It's how you learn your competition, too, if you can uh, watch them race. But uh, I, I didn't realize you'd raced against... Uh, Guys like Rubens Barrichello, I mean, some of those guys, Nelson Piquet Jr. is just a fantastic racer. Of course, Rubens as well. Uh, I was always a big Rubens fan when he was running Formula One, and now he's got a kid um, that's uh, Eduardo, I think is his name. Um, yes, I've, I've raced against him many times, too. They call him Doo for some reason. It's sort yeah, of interesting. <laughs> it's, uh, but uh, but he's they say he's a chip off the old block. I mean, it's really, um, that must have been a big thrill for you as a young uh, a young kart racer to be able to race with uh, world class racers like that. No, yeah, and, and and that's what I try to tell a lot of people. You know, uh, kind of. You know, when I was very young, I was introduced to. You know, at least in Miami, you get all the international competition. So you know, at every given at any given uh, race, you know, Florida Tour, you know, I'd get factory teams from around the world, like it was a race in Europe. So you know, the competition level there really it really taught me from a very young age to uh, you know, discipline myself uh, physically, mentally, and definitely study my craft because um, at that stage you had to get it. You know, I, I never had any win handed to me or even any top 10. Right. You know, I think Cardi and I only had five wins to my name, so it's not like I went out there and dominated just because, you know, the competition level, uh, not only from a driver's standpoint, from a money standpoint. Sure. Uh, just coming against big bucks like crazy big bucks, but uh, it, it taught me from a very young age that uh, nothing's going to be handed to me in my racing career. Got to okay. go get it. Okay, so real quickly, in about 30 seconds of time, because we're going to do some rapid fire with you before we let you go, but before we do that, <laughs> real quick, how can fans follow you? Talk about your website, social media, all that good stuff. Um, You know, all my socials, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, it is Nick Sanchez 80 Um, uh, 
you know, my website, uh, we're actually getting ready to drop merchandise here in the next two or three weeks. So, like, it's, I think it's Shop Nick Racing, Shop Nick NS. I need to check up on that. But uh, <laughs> all my socials, is, uh, they're all Nick Sanchez 080. We're going to play uh, Get to Know Nick Sanchez. Maybe we should play Get to Know Nick social media. Uh, okay, so here we go. Now, listen, this is rapid fire, so don't take too long here. We got ten questions for you if you can get through them all in time. So here we go. First question, who is your biggest influence? Uh, Sebastian Vettel. Oh, good one. What is your biggest fear in life? Um, failing. I love that. That's number one answer. One thing that makes Nick laugh. Anything. Anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Must have on your pizza. What's on it? Uh, mozzarella, fresh mozzarella. If there were a sandwich named after you, what's on the sandwich? Prosciutto. Oh, okay. That's different. I like it. If you could time travel, would you go back in time or would you go into the future? Back in time. I'd definitely go to the 80s. The 80s. Okay. Well, I heard a lot of 80s music yesterday from our producer on the way home from Orange County. So I guess uh, you two would fit in well. If you were a superhero... What would your power be? Fly. Definitely fly. All right. Guilty TV pleasure show. Oh, God. I, I honestly cannot. Uh, mad money. Oh, you saved the buzzer. Okay, good job. Uh, if you came with a warning label, what would your warning label say? Um. ADHD. <laughs> well, okay. Simple enough. If you had to describe yourself as an animal, what animal would you be? Relaxed. <laughs> or relaxed. I said relaxed. Sorry. Um, I would say a fox. Okay. I was about, I was like, hey, what kind yeah, of an animal? Sorry. What is a relax? I never heard of that one. <laughs> a fox. Okay. Sly like a fox. Sneaky like a fox. That's a great trait for a racer. Nick Sanchez, it's been a yes. blast. You absolutely slayed this. That's the first time on the show and you killed it. Great job, Nick. Look forward to uh, keeping track of your season. And uh, if you go win something, we'll get you back on. So there's some good incentive to go win your next race. Thank you guys very much for having me. That's Nick Sanchez from Rev Racing NASCAR Drive for Diversity. Man, I'll tell you what, uh, we had we had Nick DeGroot do that same set of questions. Nick is from motorsport.com, and Nick couldn't get out of his own way. We finally found something Nick DeGroot was not good at on the inside pass this week. You gotta you gotta listen to that show just to uh uh, hear him absolutely bomb those same 10 questions with rapid fire. It was, it was a good time for sure. Okay. So that is it for this lead lap show presented by victory custom trailers. We'll be back next Monday with another lead lap. We will be talking some dirt track racing and some go-kart racing as well next Monday night on the lead lap. So you want to tune in for that. Thanks to, Victory Custom Trailers, My Computer Career, the folks from WSIC for being such gracious hosts. And, of course, thanks to Chris Murdoch, our producer. And look forward to talking to you all in one week's time when the next lead lap is recorded. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by Victory Custom Trailers, the leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at victorycustomtrailers.com.
Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.